Hello, welcome to the Proskauer Brief Hot Topics on Labor and Employment Law. I'm Harris Mufson. On today's episode, we are going to discuss one of my favorite topics, holiday parties, with my colleague Danielle Moss. So Danielle, holiday parties are often a source of concern for employers. What sort of tips do we have for employers to address those, uh, those concerns? So Harris, it is unfortunate that at the happiest time of the year, many of our clients are reaching out to us with uh, some consternation, we'll say, about these parties. And so some high-level tips. Obviously, we want to limit the amount of alcohol that's being served and the type that's being served. I think this is a tale as old as time, right? When people drink, it leads to reduced inhibitions, and that's not what you want at a workplace party. So by providing tickets or having an early last call, or by prohibiting shots and hard liquors, limiting to just beer and wine. These are just some of the ways you can avoid over-imbibing. I also recommend that companies hire outside contractors if they're not going to go off-site for their party, just to be sure that someone else is serving the drinks who has their own liability insurance and interest in, in avoiding overpouring, because when folks pour for themselves, that can get dangerous. And last but certainly not least, we want to make sure that people are eating. We don't want people drinking on an empty stomach. We all know where that ends up. So those are just some of the high-level points that I would recommend if alcohol is going to be served at the party. Why don't we talk about training? Because I know that that's something that certainly a lot of employers are, are thinking about. Uh, certainly a lot of, of, of our clients are have been rightfully contemplating in advance of holiday parties. It's also required under New York law now, uh, certain, certain training requirements. And so why don't we talk a little bit about training? Yeah, so now under the new New York State budgetary requirements that updated the anti-harassment laws, all employers, regardless of size in New York State, are going to have to train on sexual harassment. And so why not consider using that opportunity to retrain your managers, hopefully closer to the holiday party, on the heightened expectations that are now placed on them under the New York State human rights law. Indeed, now not only must they report what they know about, but even suspected misconduct. So if you're a manager attending a holiday party, you need to be that much more careful about what you see yourself, what you hear about from others, and what you may suspect. And we also want to be thinking about bystander intervention, which is a necessary topic under the new or the forthcoming Stop Sexual Harassment in the Workplace Act under New York City law, which applies to all employers with 15 or more employees in New York City. And bystander intervention began as a concept at college campuses to avoid sexual assault. The New York City legislature felt this might be helpful in deterring discrimination and harassment in the workplace. And so I think everyone should train on bystander intervention as it is now required in New York City, but remember to give cautions against requiring it because we don't want people intervening if it feels unsafe, as it may at a holiday party, and we also don't want anyone thinking it's in lieu of their reporting obligations. But it is a very helpful tool in intervening at something like a holiday party to stop sexual harassment before it happens. I also think it's a good idea for employers to send around a reminder, an email reminder of, of their workplace policies and the fact that those policies apply, you know, outside the four corners of the office, right? They apply during business trips, other social gatherings, and certainly the holiday party. So I think that that's a, that's a best practice as well. That's absolutely right. And in fact, it not only checks the box for what you're now required to do under the New York anti-harassment laws, but it's another opportunity to say, hey, this party is voluntary. You don't have to come if you're uncomfortable. That also doubles as a twofer because then you don't have to pay them under the wage hour laws. It's, it's not mandatory. But also, you can consider reminding employees that what happens at the party might not stay at the party, right? Because in this digital day and age, everyone's got their smartphones, everyone's taking pictures, and 
you don't want to be the one in the background who is doing something that is in violation of policy or one of the laws, which as you've mentioned, Harris, certainly extend beyond the workplace at any workplace party or the after-after party. If it finds its way back, it could be a problem. And I hate to be the Grinch, but some employers are actually dispensing with holiday parties, right? So um, that's always an option too. Uh, these aren't mandatory. And why don't you talk a little bit about um, sort of alternatives that, that we've seen uh, companies uh, using in terms of alternatives to holiday parties. You're absolutely right. In a recent study by Challenger Gray and Christmas Incorporated, they found that only 65% of companies are actually hosting their typical holiday party now because we may assume as a byproduct of the Me Too movement. And so companies might consider a day party or a lunch where alcohol won't be served so that it's in the boardroom in the middle of the day, it's a light lunch where nothing can go awry, and you avoid many of the risks attendant to an alcohol served party after hours where people all of a sudden are much more comfortable saying what they weren't willing to say in the boardroom. One question I've received from, from employers is, what can we do to ensure that our employees feel safe or get home safely uh, from holiday events and what should we be thinking about in that regard? So do you have any tips for employers about that issue? That's a great question and obviously resources vary at different companies and so you have several options. You can either utilize your managers who will be in attendance, train them in advance to do sweeps of the location where the party is, make sure there's nothing, no hanky-panky in the closet or in the bathroom and certainly that no one's drank too much and is in a difficult way and looking to get them home safely. Hanky-panky watch. That's right, that's right. But then, if you have the resources, you could hire security to do the same role, or you could offer to reimburse all employees for their transportation home, or even hire an outside shuttle or bus service to make sure that people are not drinking and driving, that everyone has a safe option to get home. And if you're doing that reminder email, maybe you note that everyone can put in for reimbursement for their Lyft, Uber, or whatever rideshare service they'd like to use to ensure that everyone gets home safely and the holiday party ends on a positive note. All excellent tips. Thank you for joining us on the Proskauer Brief today. Stay tuned for more insights on the latest hot topics in labor and employment law, and be sure to follow us on iTunes.